Corona Chronicle Session 7 with Aaron Colby. This was a very information-informed episode, uh, and uh, this episode exists because I'm paying attention to my Facebook group members. Uh, there was a message that was posted regarding uh, whether or not we should be laying off, whether or not we should be furloughing, what legalities do we need to think about uh, under the circumstances, what's the best move to make. And um, I had Aaron Colby actually on the show when I was in Las Vegas, or sorry, Los Angeles uh, two weeks ago. And his episode that were recorded two weeks ago is going to go live on Thursday. Um, but when I saw that this Facebook, uh, when I saw this Facebook post, I was like, I know just the guy who can tackle these questions. Uh, so that's what we did. We had Aaron Colby on to, um, dissect and Aaron Colby is an attorney out of Las Vegas. Sorry, Las, I keep on saying Las Vegas because I'm supposed to be there in a week. Um, Los Angeles, uh, leading, uh, employment attorney in California. And, uh, in this episode, we kind of just dissect, um, how to approach whether or not you should be furloughing or laying off your employees. That's basically the gist of it. I'll let him take it from here. I'm not even going to try to paraphrase exactly what he said. Uh, we'll, we'll take notes. Don't you worry. Here he is. Aaron Colby, my man. Uh, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so Aaron Colby here, I have Aaron Colby. He's the, uh, what's, what's your official title? I, I get kind of confu- confused when it comes to law. And uh, I'm a partner at uh, Davis Wright Tremaine in Los Angeles and I do employment law. Um, and a lot of my clients are restaurateurs and hospitality. Yeah. So, uh, this isn't my first recording with Aaron, believe it or not. Um, I was actually just in Los Angeles a few weeks ago and, uh, Aaron was one of the folks I connected with when I was out there. We recorded almost two hours of amazing advice around employee. Um, what's the word? Uh, employee, uh, risks, risks, uh, legal risk. Yeah. And it was, it was packed with incredible advice. And, um, when I was out there in LA, like, like the coronavirus just touched ground. It was like just arriving to the U S when I was out there, that was two weeks ago. Um, and now, yeah. now the country shut down. Uh, so Aaron's original episode will actually be going live on Thursday, but in our Facebook group, the unstoppable restaurant owners and operators, Facebook group, um, I'm trying to use the platform, to, uh, the, the podcast, to answer the, the questions that are coming from the group. And we had a, a question from uh, Rachel Fox. I'll just read the, the post, and then we'll start dissecting it. Um, HR friend of a major restaurant bar slash group uh, asked me today, my brain is still on 100 right now. I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, what I really feel would help out or sorry, help our industry friends out right now, rather than just buying gift cards and such would be uh, access to an employee attorney and their recommendations, uh, small business and out of work employees need access to information about what the pro- what the programs are out there that they could access or benefit from, i.e. what are the, the differences between being laid off and being furloughed? Does uh, being simple or, but sorry, by does being simply out of work due to coronavirus count as disaster, uh, unemployment, or do you have to be formally let go? Uh, do the or sorry, do the I'm reading this verbatim. The the it's a little messed up. So 
bear with me. <laughs> Does the coronavirus aid package only apply to uh, businesses of 50 or more employees? If so, is it more beneficial uh, to the employee to fire them? Is it paid leave impacted by being uh, a tipped employee? That's the message. So this whole short mini-sode is dedicated to the answering the questions in this message. And just so you guys out there, um, if you have questions, um, head over to Unstoppable Restaurant Owners and Operators right now, the Facebook group. Uh, ask the join. I will do my best to get somebody on to answer your questions. And this is what you do. You're an employment lawyer so uh, or attorney. So what were you thinking as I was reading that? If it, and I apologize if it wasn't that clear. No, what I was thinking was it's it's been what I've been doing nonstop, um, <laughs> answering those questions um, unstoppably for the last um, two days, really since um, the city of Los Angeles instituted its order shutting down dining services and dining services for restaurants in the city. When did that happen um, in that Los Angeles? That, that happened um, Sunday evening. I think it went into effect yesterday, um, Monday. Um, but what Mayor Garcetti... Um, and this is happening in many other cities. Um, it's happening all over cities the country. With shelter yeah. orders. Right. And so when I, when I speak about my jurisdiction, most of this applies yes. um, the general terms to other cities as well. Um, but, you know, here in Los Angeles, which is happening in many other cities, I'll kind of give you the, the timeline of my last 18 hours or so or last uh, 48 hours. Um, the, the city tells um, restaurants you cannot have people in dining. You, but we want you to remain open to the extent you can because we want you to be able to feed the city. We want you to be able to keep your employees employed as much as possible. And we want your businesses to survive, right? I mean, there's a lot of balancing factors here. Um, and so what restaurateurs had to do is they had to quickly look and say, okay, we're, and, and the shutdown order was until um, March 31st, but most people believe that it'll be extended. And so they have to look at, at a situation of an unknown and, and make a decision. You know, can I keep the can I keep the restaurant open um, and do curbside and delivery? Um, does my is my restaurant um, geared towards that? Is my food geared towards that? Is the concept geared towards that? If even if it's a little bit geared towards that, can I lean in entirely during this um, coronavirus period um, to somewhat keep the doors open and keep revenue going? Um, if the answer to that question is yes, you know, I'll, I'll go on. If the answer is no, then it becomes, okay, then what do I do? Do I have enough um, in the tank to be able to pay employees or to keep people employed? Um, unfortunately, very often it, it, the answer to that is no. Um, you know, with no revenue coming in and only expenses, you know, having to pay your employees um, during an unknown time, it's, it's, it's problematic um, as much as the operators want to do it. Some are able to, but most aren't. Um, and so the, the next issue is, okay, well, there, what do we do to save costs, okay? And, and this can now apply even these three things, basically, apply even if you are a restaurant and you do decide you can remain open and you're going to delivery. Because oftentimes, you're going to have to pivot. You don't need a bunch of servers because you don't have a dining room right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, we don't really know how long that's going to be. So when you're, whether it's doing this to all your workers or just a portion of your workers, the three things that really come up are, you know, unfortunately layoffs, you know, mm -hmm. separating employment, um, putting employees on unpaid leave. Um, that's not terminating them, but that's saying, look, you're not going to be on the schedule. And since you're not working, we're not going to pay you. That's, that's referred to as a furlough. Um, that's a legal term. You're employed, but you're furloughed. 
Gotcha. Um, and then the third option is, is keeping them on the schedule, but reducing compensation. So before I get too deep into it, um, if you are laid off, obviously you don't have a job that, that triggers um, very often eligibility for unemployment insurance benefits. Um, many states have also um, passed emergency legislation that says if you um, lose work because of the coronavirus, even if you're not terminated, even if you're not laid off, right, you're still an employee, but your hours are cut um, or you're furloughed, you know, the hours are cut entirely. Um, you then are eligible still for unemployment insurance. And so it, it seems bizarre, but, you know, you can be told by your employer, hey, you're still employed. You're not on the schedule two weeks and go to your state's unemployment insurance department and file for unemployment so you can get unemployment insurance benefits for those two weeks that you're not getting paid. Okay. So, so the, the I'm just going to regurgitate the fast forward mode. Uh, first question you want to ask yourself, does it make sense for me to do curbside? Is my business, can it support this? If no, does it make sense for me to stay open? Likely not. If you fall into that category, what do we do to save costs? Layoffs are going to be huge. If layoffs, um, when they happen, it's kind of going to be um, one of those things. It's not. It's kind of like the coronavirus. It's not a matter of if, but when. Uh, <laughs> what is the best thing to do? And you're saying uh, apply for a two week layoff. Well, what I'm saying is, is that is is that if you're laid off, that means your your employer is telling you your job's been eliminated. You know, there's no more employment relationship. Um, or if you're furloughed, which is your employer saying you're still employed. But you're just taking a two-week break. We're not, we're not scheduling you for two weeks. Okay? In either scenario, you can go and apply for unemployment insurance benefits. Okay. And this right? is From specific the to California. Yes, but most other states at this point, too. Um, okay. Because the concept is, is that the, the state governors um, understand that, you know, employers are going to be not only laying off people, but they're going to be trying to keep their workforce, but they can't necessarily keep all of the hours or keep everyone as busy as they once were. And so they wanted the governors wanted the unemployment insurance to come in and supplement that. So as, as an operator, um, you know, you laid it out, right. Can I stay open? If I can stay open, um, what does my workforce look like? You know, I need to cut my labor costs. You know, one, one could be laying off people that's actually terminating their employment Ending the employment relationship. You're no longer an employee of theirs. Um, you know, things you have to consider as an employer, you know, are there alternatives, right? I mean, do, do we think about reducing hours or reducing compensation or, or, or doing a furlough like we talked about? Um, but if that's not possible and you got to take the drastic step of layoffs, you know, you make sure that if, that you're doing it in a non-discriminatory way. I mean, if you're shutting your whole restaurant in that unfortunate circumstance, then everyone is getting laid off. But if not, um, how are you choosing those that get laid off? You've got to, you know, be, conscious of that, right? Is it just the servers? Is it, is it just the servers that are most recently hired? Um, you want to be, have some type of formula so you're not accused of cherry picking and, and being discriminatory. Okay. So um, make sure that you're, you also, you're creating a system that you can point back to, to protect yourself saying, this is how we chose who got laid off. So you're not just being accused of being discriminatory or discriminative, discriminative, that's right. Saying that right, I'm sorry. Right. It's been a long couple of days. You, um, <laughs> you did great right up until that last word. Oh man! Um, uh, so, so uh, go keep going. So then, the other thing you have to be concerned with layoffs is you got to look at your employment policies and the contracts. Um, you know, most employees are at will, which means they don't have a contract, so you don't have to worry about um, 
you know, breaching a contract by laying them off. But sometimes you'll have, um, you know, higher level employees, higher level executives. If you're a large organization, they have a, a contract. So you've got to look to that. Um, also, you want to look at your own, you know, employee handbook. Some employee handbooks, sometimes policies will say, you know, in cases of a layoff, you know, employees will be given severance or something like that. You know, you don't want to violate your own policies or contracts. Um, the other thing you need to look at when you're deciding about layoffs is if you're a large organization, are you going to trigger what's called the WARN Act or a state WARN Act, which is basically a law that says if you're going to do a type of mass layoff, you've got to give a 60-day notice before you do it. Um, there are exceptions to that, obviously. I would hope and, this would be an exception. <laughs> this, this is an exception, we believe, under the federal WARN law. It's an unforeseen business circumstance. Um, but many states have their own um, standards and their own exceptions. And, you know, for instance, California does not have the unforeseen business circumstances exception. And so in California, you've got to prove this is a physical calamity or a government shutdown. And, you know, restaurants are in a dicey situation in L.A. because they have not been shut down. Mm. You know, no one has said shut down restaurants. They've said you cannot let guests come in and dine. It's a big difference. Yes. Right. Is is that like intentional wording to like kind of be a, 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 like a scapegoat for the government to, so they don't have to step no, up? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a gift to the restaurants and, frankly, to the communities. You know, okay. if, if the government just came in and said restaurants shut down, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to eat. <laughs> I'd have to eat what's in my fridge or what's at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and also, if they shut down the restaurants, they'd have you know, that whole earlier conversation about, hey, can we stay open? Can we do delivery? That's not even a, a question. It's just no. Mm. And so, and, and they would have immediately put restaurants in a situation where they couldn't pay their landlords and landlords in a situation where they weren't getting rent. And so they, they want to, you know, allow restaurants to operate to the extent they can, um, while obviously being safe. And so, you know, when you, you don't want to have to lay people off. Um, but when you are, you got to look at these things. And in California, um, you know, a government orders is one of the reasons you can have an exception, but it's, it's not always as simple as that. You know, it, it feels like a government order, but this didn't actually shut you down entirely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, depending thing, if you're a fine dining restaurant, uh, how much curbside are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like certain people just aren't going to, you're going out for the experience. You know what I'm saying? A fine dining, not necessarily the high quality of food. So like you might no, as well I, be shut down. You might as well be shut down, but it's not a shutdown okay. when you're looking at the law, right? A shutdown is, hey, as a restaurant, you're not essential. You're shut down. That may happen. I mean, there are – I haven't looked closely at all the shelter orders um, that are coming out, but Alameda County, um, you know, the county of San Francisco is in their, their shelter order that came out yesterday talking about only essential businesses stay open, et cetera, et cetera. You have to look and see as a restaurant, do I qualify? Yeah. Um, but. So the other aspect you want to be concerned about is, um, you know, when you when you lay someone off, there, there's you know, you're terminating employment. A layoff is just another word for terminating somebody's employment. Uh, and the reason is a layoff because the job's gone as opposed to you're a bad employee. You don't show up on time, et cetera. Um, and so when you terminate, when a layoff is just like any other termination, if, if, the, if the, your policies or the state law requires it, you have to pay out a crude vacation. You've got to give them final pay. Um, if they were getting healthcare through you, you know, ideally they get a Cobra notice, um, you know, it's ending the relationship and that's, you know, a lot of operators that, are, you know, logistically that's been a difficult thing to do, right? They're trying to keep their doors open. You know, the people are all are working from home and all of a sudden they've got to process, you know, 20, 30 layoffs. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Now you're, and yeah, so that's most, a huge nut to, you know, um, it, it is, it is. And also you have, um, 
a union possibly. Yeah. And if the union, you know, is if, if your workforce is unionized, like you'd, you'd want to engage with the union at least a bit before you just make decisions like that. So those are, those are the main ideas you, you got to be concerned about when you're thinking about a layoff. And I, I could go into, you know, the criteria and what you do with once you decide layoffs an option and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, I don't want to. I think that's, a, no, that's another day. I, I want to yeah. get to. I want to get to unpaid leave. It's too depressing talking about layoffs. Real Let's quick, about- before you move to unpaid leave, real quick. So the question is, um, the original question that we started this up, i.e., what are the differences between being laid off and being furloughed? So what is what are like? Did you did you answer that? Did I miss it? I I did, but I'm going to answer it again because you know what? I get this question. I've gotten this question so many times in the last two days. Um, Laid off is your, your employment is terminated. It's the end of the relationship. Okay. So you're no longer an employee um, as the day you're laid off. Um, When you're furloughed, you are an employee, right? A furlough is just saying, Hey, you're not going to work for a period of time. You're employed by us but we're just not putting you on the schedule. It's like you're out on an unpaid vacation. Okay. And that's, that has a deadline. Is there like, is there like, do you, is it, can it go beyond two weeks or do you have to be specific about how long that furlough period is? A furlough can go. It's that's, that's a more complicated question. Um, the answer is a little more complicated because. So instead of, instead of answering that, just answer this. Does it make more sense to lay off or furlough in this situation? In your opinion? Uh, I, it depends. It's, it's very operator specific. I think you should try to furlough first, at least, because you're, you're only, you know, I, most of these orders have only extended two weeks or maybe a month. And so you don't, and everything's moving very quickly right now. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes furloughing just buys you um, time. time to make a decision here. And also message to your employees, hey, we're not just closing down shop. We're trying to find a way here to get through this and, and you keep your jobs. Yeah. So we're in this together. Um, but yeah, your yeah. question about the extent of the furlough, you know, if you furlough somebody too long, it can turn into an automatic termination. Gotcha. Right. If you, if you tell someone, Oh yeah, yeah, you're our employee, but you're furloughed. <laughs> we're not going to ever put you on the schedule. And we don't know when you're going to uh, ever earn for us. You know, that's, that could be construed as a termination. You know, for instance, in California, there's a court case that says, um, if you furlough employees for more than a month, it could it could qualify as a termination for the Cal Warren statute, and so you could end up saying, "Oh, you're furloughed for 30 days," and in reality, what you've done is you've triggered your obligation to give a 60 day termination notice. So you have to be careful. Um, but and also, um, the amount of time you're furloughed, at least before um, the coronavirus, that would often impact whether you're eligible for employee benefits, um, uh, unemployment insurance benefits. For instance, if you're you know if you're just told by your employer, "Hey, uh, you know Thursday and Friday don't come in." Um, that's not necessarily a furlough, but if you're told by your employer, you know, for the next three weeks, do not come in. Um, that could be considered a furlough and you go and you get unemployment insurance for that period. Got you. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure, um, cause a lot of people that we get caught up in this stuff. I just wanted to have you restate what you said before to, to make sure there was the clarity and I cut you short. You're about to get into something else. Um, what was it again? I apologize. There's a lot going on. I was, I was going to talk, we were going to move to, yeah, no problem. We we're going to move from talking about layoffs to actually you know, how you furlough someone um, okay. and kind of what, what the communication is. Um, you know, in furloughing, you have to first divide it up into two categories. One is your your exempt employees, the ones that are paid salary, and, and the other category is your non-exempt employees, your hourly workers. Um, because, you know, you, you, you have the right to furlough them both. You know, you have the right to basically say for two weeks, everyone, um, you're not on the schedule and you're not going to get paid. But 
if you're a salaried worker, um, you've got, and you do any work during the work week, you have to be paid your full salary for the work week. Um, and so if you furlough a salaried worker, um, you've got to pay them for the balance of the week that they've already worked. Um, it's the following week that they would go on their unpaid leave. And, and, but an hourly worker is much different, right? An hourly worker, they're paid by the hour. So mm-hmm. you've got a right to put them on the schedule or not put them on the schedule, which is, you know, a furlough is the legal term for that if they're not put on the schedule for a period of time. Gotcha. So once you decide on that, then it's um, making sure it's done in a non-discriminatory way, right? Just like you don't want to lay off people willy-nilly without a, um, some type of method. The same thing with, yeah, the same thing with uh, furloughs. You know, I've seen a lot of operators furlough their wait staff because there are no dining service. So they said, you know what? L.A. City's closed in, in our in-restaurant dining until March 31st. Go home till March 31st. File for unemployment insurance benefits. Some employers are allowing those workers to also get paid sick leave um, if they have any of it accrued or use any of their accrued vacation time. Um, some employers are paying, you know, are saying go home even though you're not here, but we'll pay you for two weeks. There's nothing legally required about that. It's very, you know, it's a scary time. And those the employers that are doing that, um, I don't know how long they'll be able to do that for necessarily because, you know, the unknown is around the corner possibly. Okay. So just to, um, to summarize uh, regarding the furlough up to this point, questions you need to ask, are they exempt or non-exempt or basically are they salary or hourly? Different rules apply. And then again, we need to make sure we have the discriminatory, discriminatory process in place for fur- furloughing just as if you would for layoffs. What am I missing? No, you're not missing. I think and, and the last part I would, I would phrase it as, you want to make sure that you are using a legitimate business reason, a non-discriminatory reason in deciding who to furlough and for how long. Like, and then that legitimate business reason would be, um, I have no money coming in, you're expensive, and I can't afford it. <laughs> well, that's true for everybody, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what it is. Let, let's talk about it. Let's break this down because it, it applies to layoffs and furloughs. Let's say you have 100 employees, and you've decided that 75 of them are unneeded um, for this period of time, gotcha. and whether you're going to either lay them off or you're going to furlough them. So how do you select the 75 and thus the 25 that are, are going to keep their jobs as is? Um, it's that you have to actually, instead of just cherry picking, because they're all expensive, right? And if you just pick 75 and, you know, the 75 are the younger people, let's say, there's a lot of younger people in the 75, the 25, uh, you know, the, the, I'm sorry, if the 75 are older, um, they may say, hey, look, this is age discrimination, you basically just pick the 25 youngest workers to keep. So you want to come back, be able to come back and say, no, 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 no. We didn't select you based on age. That's a coincidence. We didn't just put up a dart board and, and throw darts to try to figure out who was going to get laid off or furloughed. What we did is the following. We said anyone that's a waiter or waitress that, that has worked for us for less than a year, you are going to be laid off. Okay, that got us to 50 people. So the way we got to the other 25 people is we said – that anybody, um, you, you have to think of some other factor. I mean, I've had one client that basically said two years, right? They said, well, listen, oh, a, a year, that doesn't get us enough people. We need to lay off 75 um, in order to keep the doors open. So I've said, okay, well, then instead of just looking at whoever, all the servers that have joined you in the last year, why don't you look at all the servers that have joined you in the last two years? And that got them up to 75 people. Got you. And so then you're able to explain how you got here. Um, 
And so that's a, that's a key thing. Um, and, and also, as an employer, you need to be able to document all these decisions, okay? It's, I, I know it's tempting for a lot of people, especially in the restaurants where, you know, you have a staff, you know, you have a family meal, everyone comes in, you say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay, this, that, and the other, and everything's communicated um, verbally. Or there's a memo that's posted, right? I mean, a lot, you don't have computers. You know, a lot of people, you're not emailing. Um, so, but in this situation, it's important. And where are right? we documenting it? Like, what's the name of the document that's being created to document uh, this? I, I, you know, I usually call it, if, if, it's a fur, if you're going to furlough people, what I've, usually, what I've done so far is I've created a, you know, furlough's a, a, an odd term. No one knows what it means um, as a lawyer. So I call it an unpaid leave notice. And I, you know, to notice that basically says, you know, the, the restaurant, obviously coronavirus is happening. Um, with the restaurant, as you heard, has been closed down for in room dining. Um, and as a result, um, we need to take cost saving measures, um, in order to, you know, maintain continuity and, and keep the business going. Um, and we want to make sure that we can do that. And so for the short term, what we're doing is, and then here's where it gets important, and you're kind of stating what you're doing because transparency is the best risk mitigator, right? And you just say, okay, we looked at our whole workforce. We decided that we, could, we only needed 25. And I'm not saying you have to go to this level of detail, but you can say, you know, we, any servers that have joined us in the last two years will be um, on an unpaid leave for the next two weeks. Do not come in. You are not scheduled on your shifts. Right. And then you also put in there, if you, you know, it's optional, but I recommended it. Go to this link and file for unemployment insurance benefits. And so that's important because. So then what would that link be? Prove, like, where are we looking to find that link? I know it's probably different for every state, but like, can you give us a, a little more direction there? Sure. Like, well, for California, you just you can Google um, unemployment insurance and coronavirus. Um, and the first hit is the Employment Development Department's FAQ on it. Um, and so I, I would suggest that you just do, um, coronavirus, the state you're in and unemployment insurance, and you're going to within very quickly find the link. Most states have done a good job of getting in front of this and and getting a website up. And we're looking for websites that end in .gov. Ideally, it's probably a good indicator that you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Well, or, or you're looking for a website that's, you know, the, the labor commissioner or the department of labor, Gotcha. Um, you're looking for the yeah the, the the government website from the state that that deals with workers. Got you. And I told you this was going to be a 20 minute chat, and I don't want to abuse your time. Are, are, is this almost unpackaged, or are we should I just shut up and let you I, keep on going? No, <laughs> you can shut up. I got I got one more. I, I promise. Okay, go, I go, go. reducing compensation, okay. and that's the least depressing. I mean, it's, say that one more time. It's, it's a scary time. I, it's a scary time we're in. If I'm saying the least depressing option right now is reducing compensation, reducing, but it compensation. is the least depressing. Yeah, it's the least depressing when faced when compared to a layoff or a furlough. Because in, in either a layoff or a furlough, the employee is getting no money during that period. Gotcha. Um, whereas, or at least no money from the employer, you can file for unemployment insurance. Gotcha. Um, whereas, reducing compensation, what you're saying is, hey, look, we're trying to keep everyone in here. We're trying to keep everyone working, um, but we can't afford to pay you know all the servers twenty dollars an hour now um, since we're losing revenue. So we can't do in-service dining. So we're gonna lower all servers to $18 an hour. Got you. Um, And so that's, and you can do that on a prospective basis. You know, and the concept is if someone's already worked, you can't change the rate on them. 
Um, but if they haven't performed the work yet, you can let them know in writing that any work in the future is going to be done at this rate. Um, but you can't go below the minimum wage for hourly employees. Um, and for salaried employees, you can't go below the minimum salary threshold. Right. And so for salary employees in, in restaurants, it's tougher because a lot, a lot of the managers are, are assistant managers, if they're exempt, are at the threshold. In California, the threshold right now is $55,000 a year. Okay, So, so you can't lower them below 55000 unless you make them an hourly employee. Right. So I have uh, Casey Hensley from In the Weeds uh, sitting next to me. He's got a headset on. He's listening in just because uh, he's just as interested. Is free legal advice? Yeah, yeah. So he actually has a question. I can't quite understand what he's saying. I'm just going to do this. How does that relate to uh, tipped employees? It depends by state, um, but you know, tip, you know, tips generally belong to the employee. Um, certain states are tip credit states; certain aren't, um, and that impacts the minimum wage. So, if you're using the tip credit, you got to factor that in when you're lowering the rate. You got to be conscious of it. It's a much more complicated process. In California, though. Um, you know, you just got to be conscious of the minimum wage. Tips don't affect that because you're not using it as a credit. Does that answer your, your question, Casey? Cool. Thank you. Um, okay. So uh, just a couple more things that I'm not sure uh, we covered completely uh, in this post. I just want to make sure we round it off before we say goodbye. Um, so does being simply out of work due to a coronavirus count as disaster unemployment or do you have to be formally let go first? Did we answer that? If we did, I apologize. Uh, you know, we answered it, but, but not in that type of way. I would, if, if you are out of work because of coronavirus, the, you're very likely eligible for your state's unemployment insurance benefits. Okay. Um, so even if you haven't been terminated, if, if, if your employer tells you, Hey, you're not on the schedule or Hey, you know, um, your schedule is reduced, go file for unemployment insurance. Okay. Do you know if the, uh, coronavirus aid packages only apply to businesses of 50 or more? employees or is, is is that something that's on your radar well you know if you're talking about the federal the pending federal legislation um where it my understanding was it passed i mean what, what is today? today's the 17th it could be out of date by the time i'm talking but it passed the house of representatives and then it got to the senate um and in the senate there were issues um my understanding were the paid sick leave the fact that um if um, if you were covered and, and you did have to provide the paid sick leave because you met the threshold you just described, um, and the employer would only be getting a tax credit for the paid sick leave. And that's, and that's problematic in, in, a, in a crisis like this. Because, and yeah, and I'm sure know, that changes if you're uh, exempt or non-exempt or, ta- or a TIP employee, which well, makes it. Well, no, well, no because it, the way it works is this, is that there is no law, there is no federal law that guarantees paid sick leave. And so there's state laws that say that, that guarantee it, but there's lots of states that don't have it. And so when this, when this pandemic broke out and people were losing work, um, you know, the, the federal government said, well, we, we gotta, we gotta make sure that people are getting paid for at least a little of the time they're out of work, everyone. And so they put paid sick leave into federal legislation, but the way it was going to work, um, is that the employer would, give the employee the paid sick leave. You know, they'd be out for two weeks and give them two weeks pay. And then the employer would apply for a federal tax credit in order to get paid by the federal government for that paid sick leave. And, you know, that's created, you know, a cash crunch, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of these companies, restaurateurs, especially right now, that would love to get paid sick leave if they have the cash. And, you know, the tax credit might be great if they're going to be able to survive this. 
And I know that sounds grim, but that's you know one of the reasons the bill, I think, has stalled a little bit is because they've realized we have to get money into operators' hands quicker or into employees' hands quicker. Got you. So you've given us a lot of uh, great advice, a lot of if-thens, meaning like if this, then that. Um, but if you had to, given the state of the um, industry, the state of the economy, uh, what we know about the projection of the coronavirus, if you had to like give one piece of advice, does it make more sense to furlough or let go now, uh, depending on the tra- the trajectory of all this? If you could give us one more nugget, like where, what, where, what's your heart telling you? What's the best thing to do? My heart's telling me furlough okay. um, because, well, my heart's telling me you, you have to make a decision as an organization, right? You, you, if you know that you're not going to survive this because you are already, you know, on very slim margins um, for whatever reason, you know, I, you know, this is the type of thing that, you know, is, is, is going to hurt and possibly kill many, you know, really thriving businesses. So you have to be a realist and make a decision. If that's going to be the decision, then, then you lay people off because there's no point in furloughing them um, because you're not really ever planning to bring them back. Gotcha. Um, but if you can, you furlough um, and you're not, you're not doing a bad thing to the employee because you're not preventing them from getting unemployment insurance. I mean, your big question is if I'm furloughed, can I get unemployment insurance? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you, if you otherwise, if you otherwise qualify, right, there's some qualifications, but you know, you don't need to be fired. You don't need to be laid off to qualify for unemployment insurance. And so um, as an employer, if, if you can do a furlough, um, it seems better. It seems a little more empathetic. At the same time, you know, this is a very tough labor market we're about to go into. And, you know, if you did lay off your employees um, and then, uh, you know, when this when the pandemic dies down and, you're, and you can reopen, um, the likelihood is, is you're going to be able to hire them back because, I don't know how many other jobs are going to be going to versus, you know, a month ago when, you know, unemployment was very low and yeah. it's hard to get workers. Yeah. It's interesting times, Aaron. Uh, I, I really appreciate you. Uh, I reached out to you late last night. I think we were te- like texting at like midnight. It felt like, and um, at least it was midnight for me. I know you're a couple hours behind, but uh, even 1030 at night, it's a late to be texting. So I appreciate you so much uh, responding to me, uh, being available to myself and uh, these restaurant owners looking for answers at such a short notice. And um, I don't want to cut you short. Is there any last thoughts you have or anything you want to share before we say thank you and goodbye? No, I I appreciate the opportunity. And I think, you know, the whole industries are are facing these problems together and, you know, smart decision-making and taking your time and um, thinking about, everyone's perspective will allow you to come to a good decision and ultimately um, carry it out. So when um, we're on the other side of this, um, hopefully everyone will be able to thrive again. Got it. Awesome. Um, well, uh, I just can't say thank you enough. I uh, wouldn't be able to do what I, I do without people like you just being so willing to support and uh, share knowledge. And uh, hopefully we don't have to call you again. <laughs> well, if you do, I'm here. Okay. We appreciate that. Cheers. Take care, Aaron. Take care. What did I say? Tons of uh, great, actionable advice. Uh, I hope this clarifies for you guys what you should be doing regarding uh, the relationship you have with your employees, how you should be handling um, separation, if that's the case. And Oh, my God. It's just, it seems unreal that this is conversations that we're having right now. And I'm sorry if there's a little bit of a chuckle in the back of my 
throat, but it's just like I haven't I don't know if you guys have fully accepted it. I don't know if I can fully accept it. It's uh, crazy what's happening in our industry. But the best thing we can do is come together, get on the same page, share knowledge and support one another to get togetherness is has is and has never been more important uh, than it is right now. Uh, just keep that in mind. Um, stay positive and uh Join the community over at Facebook, uh, Unstoppable Restaurant Owners and Operators. Um, this episode uh, was spurred from that community, people asking questions. So if you want me to get an expert on the show to answer your question, your challenge, uh, head over to Facebook, uh, get on to Unstoppable Restaurant Owners and Operators and get your questions, start the conversation. I'm paying attention the best I can. Um, and I'm producing right now, um, anywhere between four and eight episodes a day. I'm going to guess three to three to eight episodes a day, uh, between outreach, uh, recording, editing and publishing. Um, I really don't have a lot of time to be promoting this content as well as I can be. And to be completely frank, I've never been a great self promoter anyway. So I really could use your help. If, if you're out there and you're trying to figure out what you can do to, uh, be a part of us getting out of this, uh, coming out the other end unscathed and as quick as possible. Um, I, ask you, please help me spread the word. Any Facebook group or LinkedIn community. Um, if you're finding value, in these short episodes. And if you're telling me you did not find value in this sucker one, this one we just published, then I'm a, I must be missing the mark somewhere. Cause I thought this one was packed. Um, if you found value, get it out there, put it in the hands of people that could use this information. There's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of uncertainty. And what we can do is start clearing up those question marks uh, ASAP. And if you do help spread the word, I just can't say thank you so much. All right. Um, Oh, Aaron also wanted me to let you know, um, that you can reach out to him. His email, I'll be sure to link to it. If you guys head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RCP for Restaurant Coronavirus Podcast, um, you will find summaries to all these conversations. And this is one you might want to head over to the show notes to check out to kind of get the the breakdown of the takeaways from this conversation. I'll also link to Aaron, uh, Aaron Colby's email, uh, which is, I have it right here, uh, Aaron Colby, A-A-R-O-N-C-O-L-B-Y, like the cheese, at dwt.com. And uh, I'll also link to his bio so you can see, learn more about him. His episode, uh, we almost did two hours together uh, going over um, employee uh, hotspots, so he knows this stuff. You're going to, if you like this, this quick episode, you'll really like what we got for you in a, a couple days. So this is, these are supposed to be short episodes. So I'm going to shut up now and you'll hear from me in a couple minutes or at least a few hours. Talk to you soon. Peace.